Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope your weekend treated you well. I hope you're excited for a new week. Welcome to another Coffee Chat episode. If you are new here, we spend Mondays just catching up. I share with you what I'm learning right now, what's going on behind the scenes, things that are just feeling really good, vulnerable about what I'm proud of, and what's coming up on the podcast this week. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, maybe some tea, and let's catch up. Starting with what I am learning right now. So I want to talk a little bit about an experience I had last week. And it's not really throwing anything at this person who kind of originated this experience. It's really much more a reflection of how I responded or what it brought up for me. So I just want to be clear. So I got a DM last week with someone saying, you don't seem very nurturing. I shouldn't have responded because I was kind of like, oh, (laughs) I probably should have just left it. But I did respond and they kind of insinuated that like my husband's caring, but I'm not caring. And I had a little bit of a issue with that. And the issue was not necessarily in how I was being perceived by this person. It was more so my complicated relationship with the concept of nurturing. So if you are an Enneagram 7, you may feel similarly to me. Our childhood pain point is the a disappointment with our nurturing figure. So or frustration with our nurturing figure. So I have a complicated relationship to nurturing in general. And that question was so interesting to me or that kind of insinuation. And my immediate response was like, I don't identify as a nurturing person. Like I wouldn't say that nurturing comes very natural to me. I was never someone who wanted children. I don't necessarily feel I don't like to be needed. I don't want to be a caregiver or caretaker. I think I'm very kind. I think I'm very honest, but I'm also very boundaried and I have a lot of, I don't give unless I genuinely have it to give, right? So I immediately kind of bristled at that. And I think it's partially because I don't identify as a very nurturing person in the traditional sense of the word. So I think I was like, whoa, don't put your values on me. Like it very much felt like, oh, that's something that you value, It's not something that I think is a high priority for me in terms of being a good person, being who I want to be in the world. I also think it's a very gendered word. When we talk in the Enneagram about your nurturing figure, we always try to make it clear like this doesn't necessarily mean your mother or it doesn't necessarily even mean a woman, but it is kind of a gendered word, right? We have that association. There's a reason we have to make that clarification. And I just... I have a hard time fathoming someone DMing a man and saying, you don't seem very nurturing. I just, I can't fathom it. I can't wrap my head around it. And I wonder why that is being put onto me as an expectation for, you know, who I'm supposed to be. 
because I like that I'm a hard worker, that I'm tough, that I'm brazen. I like that I'm brave. I do a bunch of things that are really scary for a lot of people. I, I put myself at risk a lot in a way that I'm really like of myself. And I, I don't necessarily show love in traditionally nurturing ways, but I do show love, right? Like I have people that I love and I show them affection in the ways that I do. And, and the way that I do that is I give you my full attention and I learn you, right? I, I try to understand you and I remember what you tell me about yourself. Like this is my act of caregiving, I don't feel responsible for other people and their feelings. I don't feel responsible for the way they feel about me. I don't feel particularly inclined to want to clean up and cook for people. That's something I'm trying to learn right now. We'll get into that in a second. But when I think of love, it's very much from a place of knowledge, from understanding and kind of reflecting back how I see you and how you've shown me yourself. So... I don't, I wouldn't necessarily call that nurturing, but it is kind and it is love. However, I have been trying to build a sense of being nurturing lately, like intentionally. I really want to slow my life down. I really want to be able to operate when it comes to like cooking and cleaning. I want to do that from a place of love for my life, my home, my family. And I want to pour into our kiddo in a way that is sharing experiences together, teaching them life skills. These are things that are really important to me that I'm trying to kind of develop. Like I really want 2024 for me to be a year of rooting and grounding, focusing on our home. But this is not something that was put on to me by anyone else, right? Like my husband never asked this of me. My kid is very happy with our life and the life we share. This is like a desire that came from me as I started to think about like, well, what growth do I want to do in 2024? That was the growth I chose. That being said, when that comment was sent to me, I am rebellious, right? Like I am a seven wing eight, eight wing seven, seven wing eight. We're the rebels. Like I do not like to be told what to do. I do not like limitations placed on me. I do not like gender roles placed on me. And even if I'm doing it to myself, like I buck back. And so having that spoken over me, it's almost like my natural response was, no, I'm not. And I won't ever be, <laughs> and I don't have to be in order to be good and worthy of love and accepted, you know, or like have my place in the world. Like I don't have to be the kind of woman you think I have to be. And it's so interesting because it's like that is the growth I'm doing, but it's it's because it's my choice, right? And it's not someone else's value set being placed onto me. I think I'm good as I am, right? I know I'm loving. I know I'm a good partner. I know I'm a good parent. I know I am a good, I'm good at a lot of different things in my life. I bring a lot to the table as a person. I work really hard to continuously grow and change and improve. And I have, you know, increased empathy. I'm constantly working toward all these things. I know I'm good. And yet, Someone kind of came in and I think had a perception of me as a nurturing person. And then when that was kind of jarred a little bit for them, they were like trying to make sense of that. 
And I felt this external pressure to be more gendered, right? Like more of a woman, more of a mother figure in a traditional sense of that word. And I, it made me want to push back, right? It made me want to kind of go in the opposite direction. That's because I didn't want someone else's value set placed onto me. And I'm just kind of navigating how do I grow in the way that I want to grow and hold on to, okay, what is my value set truly? And then if that gets, if someone else's value set gets spoken over me, how do we push, you know, how do we hold our boundary and be unaffected rather than rebel against it, right? And I think I think it's a lesson for all of us, right? The lesson one being like, don't put your values onto other people. Maybe for you, it's really important to be nurturing. Maybe for you, it's really important to be self-sacrificing. That isn't, you know, the Enneagram teaches us that that isn't how everybody's orienting in the world. And it may not be serving you fully, right? That can be done over like too much at the wrong time in a way that doesn't work. And similarly, my values through the lens of the Enneagram traditionally have been to have freedom, to do the things I want to do in the world, to not die with regret, to have positive thinking, to be a positive thinker, to learn as much as I can, right? To take action on the things that I want to do in my life, travel, new experiences, that has been like my value set. Other values that I hold that maybe aren't even so Enneagram oriented is like be honest but kind. Uh, have boundaries so that you can love more. Don't give when you don't have anything to give. These are kind of like things that I already think and believe and care for. And knowing my values helps so much when someone else wants to put their values on to me to be like, whoa, that is not mine. That is yours. And at the same time, I want to allow myself to expand and grow even if I want to prove to someone that I don't have to be what they think I have to be. You know, like I don't want to rebel just for the sake of rebelling. And so kind of holding that, and I think that's a similar skill, like not letting other people's values impact what is valuable to you in either direction, right? I don't want it to let me I don't want it to let me impact what's valuable to me in a way that would make me acquiesce my values or place that as a higher value point than it is. But I also don't want to let it impact me in the sense of, okay, well, I'm going to move in the complete opposite direction in response to what you're saying. Meaning I want to be the kind of person who knows who I am, knows what I want, knows what I'm working toward, and lives into my values no matter what is said and done to me, right? That is kind of my lesson. It's more of like an exploration of an experience that I had. But ultimately, I think the message being don't put your values onto other people and know your values well enough to not let when those values get put onto you, to not let it shake you up. Now let's get into what's going on behind the scenes over here, starting with three good things. The first one is the harvest tea from Trader Joe's. I'm obsessed. I love it so much. I also like that their tea bags aren't plastic. I don't know. I have a little bit of microplastic anxiety, I think. I'm not trying to put that onto you. It's definitely like mine to carry. 
but I like that it's it's not plastic, so I don't stress about it as much. And then number two, a week of warm weather is here. I'm really excited about it. I think after this, it'll be cold for the foreseeable future, and I'm just really enjoying it while it's here. And then three, kind of on that nurturing journey, I've been focusing on positively brainwashing myself, watching a lot of videos on YouTube of people who are like kind of homemakers who are focusing on building like a homestead, doing things in their space. I have no interest currently to have a homestead or to be a homemaker. Like that is not my vision for my life. But connecting to that kind of content is helping me a lot when it comes to enjoying the art of creating a home, the the things that we all have to do every day, cook, clean, manage the finances, things that really make me want to like go to sleep or freak out (laughs) and just like go run away. Seeing those things as positives, as beautiful acts that you can do of love, I think Engaging with content like that helps me to do that, to like put more meaning into what I'm doing. And then last week what I worked on, so I just feel like I got a strong sense of what I want 2024 to look like for me. I've been spending time just receiving a ton of inspiration and ideas about what my year could look like and it's feeling really good. I feel like I have a clear vision And I did a typing session with someone, which I really love getting to do. I don't get to do them a lot, but it's very fun when I do. I take them on as I can. So if you're ever looking for a typing session, I currently do take them on. And then I've had some of my final coaching sessions for this round of clients. And it's been really bittersweet. I love all of my clients. I've loved getting to work with each of them. So I'm sad to see them go. But I'm also you know, looking forward to how the the change of my schedule. I just love change. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to a new routine. Now I'm feeling vulnerable about, you know, I think the whole nurturing thing, I'm just, it, it really like hit something old for me, you know, like it's like a childhood thing of just feeling under nurtured, I think as a child. And then Like I, I don't know, like I just, it just brought up a whole lot, I think, in terms of like what a woman is or what I'm supposed to be as a woman. And I don't think that it makes me feel insecure necessarily, but I think it does make me feel rebellious and kind of obstinate in a way that I'm trying to work through, like, (laughs) like actively. That being said, I'm feeling proud of sifting through just so much indecision and uncertainty and taking one step at a time until the path started to clear up. You know, it was just really hard to be in indecision for so long. And I feel like I'm finally reaping the benefits of pausing and waiting and allowing that time to kind of come as it went, as it came instead of trying to force something new through, which is what old me would have done. And in terms of Core values for the month of November, I chose belief, boredom, and persistence. So for this coming week, I'm going to step into belief by really stepping fully into my launch. I'm launching an affiliate launch 
for Enneagram University. And if you're interested in becoming an Enneagram coach, I have created some really good bonuses for you. If you sign up through my affiliate link, you get a workshop all about how to launch on social media, my onboarding process, my offboarding process, and a complete list of all of the programs I use to run my business with discount codes. So if you are thinking about signing up to become an Enneagram coach, this is a really good time. I will have the link in my show notes for as long as this launch is going on, which is ends December 5th. So definitely check that out. Now, in terms of boredom, I think I'm going to take Sunday off to just kind of unplug. And then persistence, I'm going to spend Saturday getting things organized at home that I really need to do and feel a little like, ugh, I don't really want to do it. And I'm going to persist and I'm going to get it done. And my self-care challenge last week was to schedule in the rest of my bucket list items for the fall. I didn't really do that, if I'm honest. I did a few of the bucket list items, but I didn't schedule them in. I probably could still do that. But this week, I want to meditate at least three times. And what's coming up in terms of content this week? On the podcast, we are continuing our series about inner child and soul child access with the Enneagram Type 2. Wednesday, we have our weekly Q&A. Thursdays, we are doing continuing our series, So You Want to Be an Enneagram Coach, um, and we're talking about finding your first clients. And then Friday, I have a podcast interview with business coach Julie Chiardi about using your Enneagram type when navigating your niche. So this week is an invitation to lead with your own values instead of taking on the values of those around you. And we're going to end today with a quote from Michelle Obama. I have learned that as long as I hold fast to my beliefs and values and follow my own moral compass, then the only expectations I need to live up to are my own. Thank you all so much for being here, and I'll see you tomorrow for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.